The following message is from the North Shore Christian Centre MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about North Shore Christian Centre is available at www.nscc.org.au. On the 20th of July, 1969, there was an important event that happened. In fact, you could even divide time by it. It's not quite as big as uh, the, the Messiah coming to earth. But it's when Neil Armstrong uttered those famous words, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Neil Armstrong was the first man on the moon. He got all the glory. He got all the acclaim. Most people don't remember the second guy, Buzz Aldrin. Nobody remembers the third guy. I don't know his name. Most people don't know the names of the technicians, the scientists, the engineers. No doubt there were thousands of them involved in getting that first man onto the moon. And it was only because a whole bunch of little things done by those thousands of other people was it possible for him to even do that. He had all the, he had all the grandeur and all the success. To him, what it seemed to, that he did was a big thing, but it was the little things culminating together to make it possible for the big thing to be done. You see, without the little things coming together, the big stuff often doesn't transpire. And today I want to show you how the little things in life add up, culminating in either terrific blessings or disastrous mistakes. If you want to live a life, if you want to consistently live a life of blessing, then you want to do the little things well. If you're taking notes this morning, how about you write this at the top of your page, The Little Things. That's the title of my message today, The Little Things. How about we pray? Father, I thank you, Lord, for this word that you've placed in my heart. And I pray that you'd help me to communicate it effectively. Lord, that each of our hearts would be open to receive from you. Lord, I pray that you would do your good work in each of our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I have to be honest and let you know that I think sometimes the big things in life are a little bit overrated and the little things are underrated. We consider the big things in life like what we study, what career we enter into, who we marry, our children, uh, where we will live. They're all important, no doubt. But there's also the little things in life, the things that kind of slip under the radar that we don't give much thought to that are actually possibly just as significant, sometimes even more significant. So what are the little things? Well, I've got this little definition for you. It says this, any activity, belief or behavior that has greater consequences than it would otherwise appear. Let me give you some examples. An athlete, an athlete who wants to be successful, they have to do the little things right. When it comes to their training, they have to be prepared to go to whatever lengths is necessary to make sure that they're doing their training day in and day out, day in and day out. Similarly, they need to make sure that their diet is whatever it needs to be, the strict diet that an athlete is required to do, so that their performance is at its absolute peak, particularly when it matters, making sure that they get adequate rest. And so it's the, it's the one percenters that make the difference between an average athlete and a phenomenal athlete. It's the one percent. It's the little things. 
I was talking to Kevin Ford before. He's a, he's a builder. I don't think he's in this service. But he made the point about how in, in building, when you're building a house, the little things are critical. If you're just uh, not careful about how you do your measurements and how you set things up and how you prepare your foundation, the end result is going to be a disaster. But if you do the little things right, if you're meticulous about those little things, you're going to have success. A strong marriage and family is another example. When you do the little things right, date nights, family days, communicating well, saying that I love you, those little things help to build a strong marriage, help to build a strong family. Now, of course, it works in both directions because we can do the right little things, but it's also possible to do the wrong little things. A good example is our health when it comes to our diets. Who knows that if you're going to eat a Mars bar or 10 a day, it's probably not going to do wonders for your health. The little things, at first it might seem, well, it's just one more Mars bar. No, it's just one more Mars bar. But you do that again and again and again and again, you're going to know the consequences and they're not going to be good consequences. Another example is adultery. You don't fall into adultery. It's a whole string of little things. It starts with just a, a little thing thinking it's okay to think thoughts about that person. or Then it moves on to little things like it's, well, it's okay to be around that person because, well, you know, there's nothing wrong going on. It's, there's nothing wrong with being near them. But then it, then it turns into compromising situations and then ultimately it becomes a big problem. We call it falling into adultery, but really it's a... It's a string of little things done poorly, done badly, that lead people down that path. We should not underestimate the power of the little things. It's often human nature to only appreciate the big things in life because, well, they have a greater impact, don't they? And the, the impact often seems to be immediate. And they represent success and happiness. But I want to challenge your thinking this morning and ask, really, are the big things always the most important? In my connect group, if I have 15 people show up to my connect group one week, is that more important or more special than the week when only one person shows up? Or what about a church? Is the church of 20,000 people down the road more important than our church of, of about 800 Or is our church of 800 more important than the church down the road of about 50? I remember when I was at my previous church in Wollongong, depending on which service I was asked to speak at, I would speak to either 300 people or so in the main service. If I spoke at the early service, it was about 100. If I spoke at the evening service, it was about 200, 250. If I spoke in the midweek chapel, it was 40 people or even less. And I made a decision in my heart. I had the revelation that, you know what, even if there's one person doesn't matter if there's 39 others with them or if there's another 299 with them. If God had brought that one person in to have a divine appointment and to receive the revelation that he put on my heart to give to them, you know what, that is totally worth it. And, and it's my responsibility that no matter who the congregation is, who's listening, it's an important opportunity for God to use me to speak into their lives. And so sometimes the biggest thing isn't the most important. 
I remember I've had one-on-one connect groups where that's been the most powerful than the, the connect group where there's more people there. Our mentality or our belief system about what is important needs to include an appreciation for the little things. You know, God appreciates the little things. He's numbered the numbers of, he's numbered all the hairs on your head. We read the prophecy in Zechariah about Zerubbabel and, and God sent Zerubbabel to go rebuild the temple from beginning to end. And he says in uh, Zechariah 4 verse 10, it says, Who despised the day when little things began to happen? God is saying, you know what, those little things, those bits and pieces at the start, it just seemed like you were getting nowhere and it seemed like it was pointless and it seemed like you were destined for failure. They're really important to me. Don't despise them. They're really important. You can't get to the final goal without starting with the little things. Jesus also told a parable about the kingdom of God in Luke 13. He said this, What is the kingdom of God like? How can I illustrate it? It's like a tiny mustard seed that a man planted in a garden. It grows and becomes a tree, and the birds make its nests in its branches. And so the kingdom of God, the church that we're involved on, involved in starts as a, a little thing that ultimately becomes a big thing. All of us do little things each and every day that will lead us to either a good or a bad outcome. And these little things become the habits upon which our life develops. And I've got a quote by John Wooden, who was actually a college basketball coach in the US. It says this, There is a choice you have to make in everything you do. So keep in mind that in the end, the choice you make makes you. It's inspired by Dr. Zeus, I'm sure. Let me read it again. There is a choice you have to make in everything you do. So keep in mind that in the end, the choice you make makes you. The little things, the little things that add up, the little things that make a difference to your life. So now that we've established how important little things are, I want you to understand the benefits of applying this, this value in your life. And so I've got just this morning three benefits of the little things. Three benefits of the little things. And the first is, is this. Little things build a better life. Little things build a better life. And there are many areas of life in life that God has called us to be good stewards of. Our health, our time, our finances, and our gifts. But do you respond to those areas of stewardship well by doing the little things well? Amanda and I recently started and completed a 12-week body transformation challenge. And it was 12 weeks of serious exercise and healthy eating. Like healthy eating. I think the staff were sick of my broccoli at lunch after a while. Got to love that broccoli. But when we first started, it seemed to be, well, you know, I'm really ineffective and just too hard. It would have been easy to give up because it was inconvenient. It didn't seem like we were getting anywhere. At the end, however, we could really feel the difference, could really even see the results. And I have learned that the power of little things in our diet 
has a great effect in our bodies. And I don't understand all the science. I don't know the why, so please don't quiz me. But I know what worked for me, what worked for us, was a little thing like the way which carbohydrates we would eat at night. It would just be a little thing that made a really big difference to our results. It had never seemed important to me previously, but now I can tell the difference. And building a better life is achieved often in the seemingly unimportant. But as I've already said, the little things are important to God. And I want to throw this challenge out to you. When was the last time you asked God if you've been a good steward with your health? Or maybe have you been a good steward with your schedule? Or about exercise, rest, or well-being? I think oftentimes we're good at saying, God, you've asked me to be a steward with the finances that you've given me, and we commit that to him. But what about some of these other things? Have you asked God how you can be a better steward of those things as well? Isn't it fair to say that God cares about all these aspects of your life also? God wants you to live in the fullness of life that he offers. And if we're, if we're to respond to his direction, then we'll no doubt need to engage the little things to see it come to pass. It's a bit like sowing and reaping, isn't it? Where Galatians 6 verse 7 says, Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. The little things that we sow into, they're the benefit we will reap from. It won't happen next week, might not happen in a month, but consistently doing the little things again and again will result in a better life. You, you might be able to thank me in 20 years' time when I'm, I'm proven right, but we'll wait till then. So three benefits of the little things. Builds a better life. Second is this, it builds a legacy. Doing the little things builds a legacy. And a legacy doesn't have to be a financial inheritance. And, you know, the best example I can think of in this regard is actually my father-in-law. So Amanda's father is, inc- is incredible because the odds were stacked against him. He, he was uh, one of ten children, and the government decided that his mother wasn't capable of raising him and his brothers and sisters adequately. So they took him away from his mother. He never even met his father, by the way. They took him away, and he was a ward of the state for ten years, moving from institution to house to wherever they were putting him up. And uh, he, he had enough of that by the time he was a mid-teenager and he chose to live on the streets for two years. And towards the end of those two years is when he found Jesus. What seemed like a little decision actually became a really significant, a really big decision for him. And he made the decision that he would not only follow Christ but the little decision to go to church, to go to Bible study, to pray, to read the word. And when Amanda and I talk with him about that now, you know what, he doesn't think anything of it. He doesn't think it's a big deal. But I look at this and go, you know what, all these little things that he did, he made the decision to go to church and that's just what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Bible study and that's just how it's going to be. These little decisions that he made just transformed his life. And now he lives with a family with children who love him, grandchildren who love him. He's got his own house. He's a stable, happy man, enjoying life, living in peace with the creator of the universe. 
I wish I could say the same about his brothers and sisters. But because he did the little things well, he now has a legacy that his daughter, Amanda, his son, Mark, now benefits of, I'm now a beneficiary of his legacy because of Amanda. He has left a legacy for his family by doing the little things well. And what a blessing that is. You too, you can leave a legacy for your family of Christian values when you do the little things right. Now, if your family isn't saved yet, don't underestimate the power of you doing the little things consistently either. See, when you actively and authentically live out your faith, when you're consistently in prayer about your family, when they see that you actually read your Bible and actually live it out, when you forgive when they don't understand, when you sow and reap and and they don't understand, all these little things send a message about the power of the gospel, about the power of a transformed life, about the power of Jesus Christ working in your life. Don't give up. Allow the little things that you do send a message to those that don't yet know Jesus of who God is. If you're a parent, can I encourage you to pray with your children every day? Your decision to be consistent today will build a legacy of prayer into their lives later. Amanda and I are trying to build a a legacy in our marriage for our family. We don't have children yet. But a simple thing, a little thing that we do is whenever we arrive home at the same time, often I'll open the door, Amanda will walk through and we'll kiss as we go through the hallway. And it's only, it's only a little thing. But, you know, it sends a message to say, regardless of whether she's upset with me or whether I'm frustrated with her, it sends a message that I'm glad to be at home with you and I'm glad to be in our home together. You know what? That's just a little thing. And I don't even know how that started. But we do that as a little thing and it invests into our marriage. But I know it's going to build a legacy into our children as well. You can be intentional in leaving a legacy by choosing to do the little things, the right little things in your life. So three, three benefits of the little things. Build a better life. Build a legacy, it does also bring us closer to God. Little things bring us closer to God. James 4 verse 8 says this, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. I need a volunteer for this bit. Ollie, can you come up, mate? I'll just get you to stand over there. So drawing near implies a slow connection. But what it doesn't imply is imagine that Ollie's uh, God and I'm me. For me to draw near to Ollie, it's not a process of this. It's not a backwards and forwards erratic process. It's me consistently, continually moving towards him. And hopefully he'll move towards me as well, being God and following what the Bible says. Love your work, my friend. Thanks, Ollie. So drawing near is a consistent, it's a step-by-step It's a process, and there's spiritual disciplines. There's little things that you and I can do that draw us closer to God, reading the Word, coming to church, fellowship with other Christians, giving generously, prayer, serving in the kingdom, worshipping Him. These are just little things, 
that if we choose to do and we do them consistently, it causes us to draw closer to God. It causes us to have a mind that is after that of Christ. But there's one thing I want us to think about here. When it comes to drawing near to God, I actually don't want you to become legalistic and rigid about it, but rather to follow Jesus' example. What's Jesus' example? Well, in Luke 4, verse 16, we can just see a really small snippet of how Jesus did the little things. It says, So he came to Nazareth, where he had brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. Did you, did you catch it? It was, it was his custom. It wasn't a rule. It wasn't a regulation. It was his custom to go to the synagogue on the Sabbath. And that's what I think we can do as well when it comes to the little things, the spiritual disciplines. Let's make them a custom. Let's not make them rigid and legalistic. But I've made the decision. I'm, and Amanda and I, as a family, we're just going to go to church. And we're going to pray together. And we're going to read the Word. They're just, that's just who we are. That's just what we're going to be. But we're not going to be legalistic about it. If I didn't read my Bible yesterday, I'm not going to beat myself up. I might have missed an opportunity, but I'm not going to beat myself up about it. And so it's the little things that we need to do incorporated into our just everyday lives. Not make them legalistic, but make them our custom. If you have trouble sticking with some of the spiritual little things I've mentioned, then I've made some suggestions. I've got some suggestions on how you can improve. Three really quick suggestions. First is this ask someone to hold you accountable. If you struggle with your consistency in your devotional life, or you struggle even just your consistency coming to church or connect group or whatever it is, ask someone to hold you accountable and give them permission to ask you the question. Because it will help you to do the little things. And it's something that you're going to be blessed by in the future. Here's another one that I myself have only started doing. And um, a shout out to Raj, who was on camera two today. He gave me this idea at Connect Group the other week where he says, you know, reading the Bible's easy. You just get your smartphone out and it's right there. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to read the verse of the day every time before I open social media. Morning, afternoon or night. If you've got an Android, you can even use the little widget. makes it even easier. I put the widget right next to the Facebook icon. And I can read the verse of the day every single time, several times a day. And it's just a little thing that draws me closer to God. Another example, another idea is just to pray sincerely in a routine. Get in your car, set yourself up for a routine where you pray. Maybe you pray going to get the mail or pray taking out the rubbish or pray washing up or pray unloading the dishwasher. But if you incorporate something like prayer into your routine, it just helps you to be consistent in doing the little things. Now, sometimes the little things can become inconvenient or boring. Maybe they're just too hard. I'll get Amelia to come up, please. And it's easy to think that because they're little things that they're not important. And that it's okay to let them go. But we need to remember that the result from doing the little things, although it's not always evident straight away, are actually last, they'll become lasting fruit over time. 
So here's my challenge to you. Is there a little thing that you need to start doing in your life? Maybe it's just one. But maybe there's a little thing that you need to stop doing. Just one of those things that you kind of sweep under the rug and just go, you know, it's okay that I do that. It's okay that I allow myself to think those sort of thoughts. It's okay that I'm uh, a little bit deceptive about this. It's, it's a little thing. It's, it's a white lie. It's just a little thing. Whereas, in fact, that leads to a pathway of destruction, as the Bible says. But doing the right little things, the, the little things that draw us closer to God, the little things that benefit our life and our, leave a legacy for our family, maybe there's ideas there that you need to start thinking about, little things that, that you can start doing. And so I want to issue that challenge to each and every person here this morning. And what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you just to stand right now And we're going to take a moment, 30 seconds or so, and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to speak into your life. That as you open your heart up, as you make yourself more receptive, that he would drop a little thing into your heart, something that you can start doing. Let's just take that time now to allow the Holy Spirit to speak into our lives to challenge what we need to change. Thanks for listening to this message from the North Shore Christian Centre Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at www.nscc.org.au. Through our website, you can keep up to date with what's happening in the life of our church in Chatswood, New South Wales, as well as accessing other free resource materials. 